A moment with a is united to condemn the tragic murders of George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, Ahmaud Arbery, and every other black brother and sister at the hands of police brutality. This is a continuation of the systemic racism pervasive in our country since its inception, and we are committed to standing against racism in all its forms. We believe that to be silent is to be complicit. We believe that black lives matter. We believe that black lives matter more than property. We have a responsibility to use our platform to speak out against these injustices whenever and wherever we are witness to it. We have a responsibility to use our platform to speak against anti-blackness and police brutality, and we encourage our audience to be educated, engaged, and to take action. So welcome to A Moment With A. Hey guys, welcome back to my podcast, A Moment With A. As you guys know, my name is Akile. Hey guys, hey, 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 hey guys, my name is Akile. Welcome back to my podcast, A Moment With A. As you guys know, my name is squad okay so it is currently um 7 09 in the morning and this episode is scheduled to drop at 8 but i was like listen there's no way i'm not gonna come on here <laughs> and say something for my season finale like oh my gosh i can't believe what well, i can't believe but i still can't believe that we are at the end of season freaking three i can't believe that i have three seasons of a podcast and I'm already working on season four which I'm so excited for and I'm excited for you guys to hear everything that's coming to see the new transitions and the whole rebranding process it's gonna be amazing but I'm so freaking grateful for this year because guys this year has been a little weird especially when it comes to a moment with day when it came and when it came to um to podcasting but I still feel like it was a really great year and a really productive year, and we got so much great content out, and this was only me on, like, 20, <laughs> so imagine me at, like, 80 or, like, 100%, but um, I'm always so grateful for all of the support and all of the love that I get about a moment with they because she's really lit, like, a moment with they is dope, <laughs> that's why, she, guys, that's why she's award nominated, <laughs> But um, I'm really excited for you guys to listen to this episode, It's Me Versus Me, and um, it's featuring one of my favorite people, Jasmine from Her Light Podcast, and this was actually recorded on my birthday. You guys know I always try to like do something special on my birthday when it comes to my podcast, and <sighs> okay, this, this year was just so weird, but um, it was a really great episode, and I felt like it was a really great way to wrap up this season compared to um, how we started the season. You know, we started the season with the best friend breakup, and we talked about daddy issues and a lot of different topics, and now to wrap it up with it's me versus me. So really focusing on ourselves and the part that we play in our lives and the outcomes that we that we ultimately produce. So I hope that you guys enjoy it. I hope that you pull away some gems from it. I hope that it motivates or inspires you to really start your journey of healing if you haven't, but also really just taking those times or taking those moments to really be kind to yourself, especially when you're becoming someone that you've never been before. That is a lot. So enjoy this episode. I'm not just going to like not put out podcast episodes like from after my finale to the beginning of season four like no I'm probably going to drop at least two more bonus episodes just because one I don't like disappearing unless it's for like a spiritual reason because then I'll disappear all day for God (laughs) 
or um i don't know i just always want to like be connected or feel like you guys are getting great content for me so i'll probably drop a couple of like jimmy gems you know some slight but i'm definitely gonna be like sharing the whole process of like the rebranding at least i'm gonna like podcast the process so that i can tell you guys all about it next season but um yes thank you guys so much thank you for sharing my podcast episodes for commenting for reviewing for the love and the trust that you guys have on my platform that's amazing that's dope i appreciate you so enjoy this episode um send me your thoughts send me your stories i love to read them and i love to share them and i love to talk to you guys so that's all i have so enjoy this episode keep that first gang gang go be great okay bye all right so hey guys welcome back to my podcast mom with a the podcast is dedicated to elevating the dialogues on the topics that affect the lives of millennials as you guys know, my name is Akila Hughes, and as always, I'm so happy and honored to be sharing space and energy with you. So what's up, gang gang? <laughs> what up, though? Okay. <laughs> okay. So I'm here with one of my most favoritest people. Jasmine, say hi to my IA squad. Hi, A squad. What's up? How y'all feeling? What up, though? What up, though? Period. <laughs> one house. Be more. Like. So Jasmine has traveled all the way. Well, they said I can't say be nasty, and that really kind of hurt my feelings because <laughs> you can say be nasty, just don't come to Baltimore. And be nasty. <laughs> don't. You don't know what you're gonna get. Maybe a gunshot. <laughs> Maybe like, a be quick nasty. Trick. I don't know. Like, all right. So Jasmine has traveled all the way from Baltimore just to be here in Orlando, Florida for. A few do different reasons. One to celebrate my birthday, because your girl is 26 today. Hashtag gang gang. And then, Scorpio. yeah, Scorpio season. She's also a Scorpio. And then just for us to collaborate, because it, it was on my bucket list to be on your podcast. Wait, but it was definitely on mine. Like, I got to get a moment with it. I have okay. to. Okay. <laughs> Don't be hyping me up. I'm just saying, you know, I've already spent time with L and A, but I need a moment You know, with but you a. need a moment with A. I felt that. Like, people, you know, you got you to gotta separate it sometimes. Yeah, like, we know. love L and A. But let's not forget a, a moment, moment with a, a. That's something special. Is where it started. If you make it on a moment with A, you've made you're it. You're top tier. Because she's famous. Yeah. She's a world nominated. You should be honored. Period. <laughs> but I'm honored for you to be I'm honored for you to be honored. You know, it's just like this feeling. Yes. This is like I'm around greatness. Girl. Don't make me cry up in here. <laughs> Jasmine and I are like this all the time. She's literally, like, I just really enjoy you. I enjoy you. Your too. energy, your brain, your heart. Uh, girl, yeah. Don't make me cry, though, because I'm a genius. Bro, I'm going to be proud if I start crying. <laughs> I can't cry. <laughs> and it's just something about another Scorpio being in the room where it's just like, this greatness just comes out of our pores. It's just, God, thank you for making us because you really took your time. And you are our real MVP, bro. Really? Not to call you bro, but you know what I mean? He understands our heart. He does indeed. He know this moment and it's time bro is necessary. Bro was necessary. Hashtag gang gang. Okay, so <laughs> guys, this is gonna be the season finale of A Moment with A for season three. Yes. I cannot believe that I have three seasons of a podcast, bro. That's goals. But if you guys saw that the first three seasons were great, bro, season four is going to be the best thing ever. It's going to be litty. I can only imagine. You know? Because she's famous. Okay. <laughs> so the name of this episode, it's going to be It's Me Versus Me. And um, Jasmine and I are just going to be talking about us and how yeah. it's us versus us. And it's going to be great. But before we do that, mental health check-in. Jasmine, how are you? I'm doing great. Mentally, I feel like this is the most, I guess, stable I've been all year. Yeah. Like mentally, I don't really have too much on my plate right now. I have the freedom to travel. I have the freedom to focus on my crafts in certain areas. I'm good mentally. I love that for you. How are you? Mentally. You no know, big birthday vibes. Girl. Like, how are you? No cap. You're getting old. Like, what's Why up? would you even say that? You know, where are you Why at? Why would how you, are you feeling? say that? You know, I got the cane in the car. <laughs> <laughs> I do feel old. I'm not even going to finesse. I know, but it's the trauma. (laughs) It's the trauma. It really is. Well, no. I just always try to stay out of my head Mm -hmm. about being like, bro, are you doing enough? Mm -hmm. Are you where you're supposed to be at the age of 26? 
But then I look back at where I was, and I'm like, girl, you weren't even supposed to be here. No yeah. cap. Like, God has really kept you safe, and you are exactly where you're supposed to be. Keep that in your mind throughout the whole entire journey. Please. Period. That's wisdom right there. That's a gem. You know my name means wisdom. Mm. Yeah. I knew you were always wise. You know, I try. Were you one of the wise men? <laughs> were you one of them? I was there. Okay. All right. <laughs> we do need visuals because she's ridiculous. <laughs> but I'm really excited for this year. I was telling Jazz on, um, I don't know when she's going to drop her podcast episode or when mine's going to be dropped, but check out her podcast, period. Okay. But um, that my word of the year is creativity. Be more creative. That's like, that's what we want. Yes. Do you have a word of the year? I don't, but you definitely inspired me. Okay. So I'm going to think on that because I love that idea of having that word and then keeping yourself focused towards that. Mm-hmm. Making sure you're intentional to keep that throughout the year. So I like that. I love that for you. Thank you for inspiring me. Thank you for inspiring me. It's just your light for me. Guys. <laughs> <laughs> it's the fangirling over each other. <laughs> I think you're great. No, I think you're great. No, but I really think that you're great. But you're greater. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I was really inspired to do this episode because Jasmine and I both have really interesting stories. Mm-hmm about how we got to be where we were, being lost in the world, and then becoming complete God's girls. And then we both have these platforms, and although our visions are different, they're Mm -hmm. the same, which is to share the gospel Mm -hmm. and ultimately to bring more people to Christ. Mm -hmm. So we're going to just talk about us and our journeys. And I feel like if I were to cry in an episode, it would be this episode because just talking about myself and then, like, how far I've come, it will keep me making me emotional. And that's good, though. I know. I'd be like, yo. Because it's just, like, a lot to see that growth, mm-hmm. to see where you were. And it's like, whoa, I'm here now. Like, I'm really here. Yeah. I'm at peace. Like, yes. what? I have that awareness. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it's definitely really a lot to take on. It's heavy. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be a back and forth thing. So we'll be asking each other questions and stuff like that. And I just think it's really awesome that you guys get the experiences. Yes. So, Jazzy Talks. I'm joking. <laughs> Jazzy Talks. <laughs> all right jazz so what is one lesson that has shaped you to be this young bright woman that you are Mm. today one lesson i would have to say when i tried to operate in a lesser version of myself Mm -hmm. to fit in it showed me that God cannot bless me because I wasn't being me. So when I first had Jazzy Talks, I'm glad that you brought it up, but just Jazzy Talks itself, I wasn't operating in Jasmine. I wasn't being genuine to who I was. I mm-hmm. didn't even know myself at the time. Mm-hmm. So to just jump out there and start the podcast and start talking, it was just like I was more concerned on what did they want to hear and not what God is telling me to give to them. Mm-hmm. Versus now that I have her light, it's like, okay, I literally, my podcast topics come from him. And that's just that. Like, I literally have to sit on it. I have these business meetings with him. Like, God, is this okay to talk about? All right, cool. And if it's cool, if it's cool with him, then it's like the ideas just start flowing. The talking points just start flowing. If it's not, it definitely just sits in the notepad (laughs) until he gives it to me. But I think a lesson that I've learned to get me here is not operating or trying to be something that I'm not. Like, I'm, and I'm still learning. Like, this is still shaping me to this day. Like, I literally just touched on it on my last podcast. Um, trying to perform to be something that I'm not. Like, it's okay to be Jasmine. Like, I am more than enough. And for me to actually realize that and be me 24-7, that's something I've never done my entire life. Mm -hmm. I've never just been Jasmine. Like, being as goofy with you, Mm -hmm. I've always felt like, oh, I can't show them this side. I got to be, like, this (laughs) businesswoman. I can't. But it's like, I can be everything. Like, just be you. So, yeah, that's definitely a lesson um, that I've learned. Like, I can't operate in this facade like I have to be true to who I am yeah I love that so what is a lesson that you what was the question what is a lesson see I talk so much I didn't forgot the daggone question no but you say good things oh thank you like always talk always talk (laughs) that's why that's why we're podcasters (laughs) (laughs) but um I asked um what is a lesson that you've learned that's shaped you to be who you are today 
So what is the lesson, Miss A, that okay. you've learned? <laughs> she kills me, guys. <laughs> that has shaped you to be who you are today, the powerful, <laughs> most famous A that you are today. Emphasis on famous. Famous. <laughs> um, God, I always, like, there's so many lessons, but I think one that I'm re- recently um, retraining myself to think about is it's okay not to be okay. Mm. Yes. So um, I say that because we get so, like, caught up and trying to maintain these lifestyles for people to see on, like, social media, and you got to be strong, mm-hmm. and you got to be focused, and if you're not if you're not making money while you're sleeping, you're not making money. Yes. It's just, like, all of this stuff, and sometimes it can feel very over- overwhelming. Mm-hmm. So I always like to remind myself, like, sis, it's okay not to be okay. Of course. It's okay not to have it all together. It's okay not to know exactly where you want to be in five years like do I know that I'm going to be fantastic and great in five years Mm -hmm. yes but do I have everything single thing planned out as to how I'm going to get there no but that's okay okay. because I serve a great God and he knows and just learning to trust him with Mm -hmm. my life more than I trust myself because I think very small and he thinks very big like the thing, I, I, I feel like sometimes in prayer, I ask him for small things, but I can ask God for big things too. I can ask him for like whatever I want. And if it's in, if it's in his will, if it's on his path, then like he'll give it to me. I really like that. And I, re- I read this book, um, Bamboozled by Jesus mm-hmm. by Yvonne Orji. Um, I, I pray that's how you pronounce her name. But um, in the book, she was saying basically how we come to God with these little prayers. And it's like, why do we go to God and not think that God isn't God enough to do certain things for us. Mm-hmm. So not good enough, but God enough. So why do we come to him for these small things when our heart yearns for more? If we're operating in what we are called to do, we can ask God for more, whatever our hearts desire, because that is what he's there for. He's there, like, once we show him, I'm doing life the, like, the way you want me to do life, I'm doing what you have called me to do, but maybe I want the bins, or maybe I want, mm-hmm. it might not be nothing materialistic, maybe it's, you know, you want to move or whatever it is, we can come to God with those big axes, axes, really, Jazz, with that big ask. That doesn't even sound right, but I hope y'all get where <laughs> I'm going with this. Um, we can come to God with these bigger requests, and he will supply us with whatever it is. Like, we just have to, like, remove that limited belief that we can only come to him with mm-hmm. small things. Like, once you see yourself the way he sees you, I feel like your prayer life will also increase. That's good. I love that. And I think I like what you said about once we see him, once we see ourselves, how he sees us. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like sometimes I'm just going to speak on myself, but I'm sure other people relate. Like, because I gave my life to Christ when I was 21. Mm-hmm. So I'm still fairly like a baby Christian. Yeah, And that's course. cool. Same. You know, but um, so it's great to be a child of God and, oh, like we have this father, he cares for us and he loves us. But sometimes it's like, do you really know the power that you have? Like, do you really know whose child you are? Mm -hmm. Because if you did, you wouldn't even think this way about yourself. Like, you wouldn't even say these things. You wouldn't even think that you couldn't even do the thing that you wanted to do because it's already yours. Mm -hmm. So I think as baby Christians, it's just being more comfortable with who you are Mm. and whose you are. Yes, heavy on the whose you are. Yeah, can you imagine if everyone operated in that? Bro. Can you imagine how, like, the power in that alone, walking into a room and operating in that? Yeah. Not thinking, oh, I can't do that. I know I can do this because I know God has called mm-hmm. me into this room and mm-hmm. I know who child I am. So even if I don't have the tools to do it, God is going to provide a way for me to mm-hmm. do it. Like, it's just people don't realize the power in that, realizing who you are and operating in that. A lot of limited beliefs would be out the door yeah. if we were able to just really operate in that and truly believe that. I think it was um, Pastor Mike Todd. There was something that he said and just kind of reminded me of it. He was just saying, like, sometimes when you walk in your purpose, like, God will give you equipped without you even knowing that he's equipping you. Mm-hmm. Like, you'll be in a business meeting that you're not even supposed to be in, and you start saying stuff that you never even heard. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes, and it's like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> been in this business for 40 years and i've never heard nothing like that you know (laughs) and it just kind of shows you that like god doesn't call the equipped he equips the card and it's just i love that i'm just always so grateful yes it's it's beauty in it like the journey itself 
is really like a humbling experience if you look at it because it's like we start off as these baby Christians, which mm-hmm. I believe I still am. Mm-hmm. I really do. I was saved. I, I was saved as a child, but I didn't really understand the meaning of it. Mm-hmm. So I got resaved when I was 25. Mm. And I've been doing this walk ever since. And I feel like each year I'm growing closer spiritually, but I feel like just the journey itself, like looking at yourself from the start of it and to now, although we're still baby Christians, just seeing where we started from until now, like the way we operate, the way we think, how we call on him, mm-hmm. it's just uh, the whole experience is just so humbling. Mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah, this is one experience I can say that I don't want to rush. Ever. Like, I, I want to rush everything else. I want to rush marriage. I want to <laughs> rush the business. I want to rush everything else. But with God, it's just like, I feel like this is a step-by-step process. Yeah. It's humbling me. It's growing me. It's stretching me. So, yeah. So, it's been about, what, two and a half years since you re-gave yourself to Christ. So, mm-hmm. kind of looking at jazz then and jazz now. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. How do you think you've changed the most? Definitely with the way I perceive things. Um. So back then I smoked weed. I was a big weed smoker. And okay, I say this, people do not believe that I used to smoke weed. <laughs> and it's like when they look at me, you, yeah, me. <laughs> yeah, your girl. <laughs> Backwoods, what's up? <laughs> like I can show you old class on how to roll. But it was so crazy because back then it was just like the way I operated and the way I perceived certain things to now it's just like having it. I didn't have any self-awareness back mm-hmm. then. Mm-hmm. I didn't know boundaries. Yeah. I didn't know certain things about myself. Mm-hmm. Like a, a lot of situations happen because of me and not taking that ownership and being aware and realizing that I have the power to control my surroundings. I have the power to control who I allow in. I have the power to control who I allow to hurt me because you can only hurt me if I allow you in. Mm-hmm. You can't hurt me if I don't allow you mm-hmm. in. So it was just like having that self-awareness. The Jasmine now, I know that I'm more wise. So it's like I have that awareness to even see my own faults. I, back then, you can't tell me I was wrong. Girl, no, you did something to me. Let me go smoke my blunt because something's wrong with you. <laughs> Whereas now it's just like, dang, maybe my tone was a little yeah. off. Maybe she felt yeah. a little way because of my tone. It wasn't what I said. Maybe it was the way I delivered it mm-hmm. to her. So, yeah, definitely just that self-awareness, like, I feel like has definitely changed because I wasn't aware of myself, like, mm-hmm. my own faults. And I feel like it's hard for people to own up to that sometimes, mm-hmm. especially when you've been the one to always be, like, my my childhood, I have a lot of childhood trauma. Mm-hmm. A lot of stuff I'm still unpacking. But it's like growing up in a household where you never had a voice. It was just like always you did something wrong. So now as I'm an adult, it's like you can't tell me I did nothing wrong because now I'm the adult. Like now I'm just going to point the finger at everyone else because mm-hmm. as a child I got so used to, you know, my parents or siblings pointing the finger at me. So now it's just like having that self-awareness and realizing, baby girl, you, you got to fix yourself. Like You a little cray. You a little cray cray. Let's get it together. <laughs> but, yeah. Definitely. So for you, I know you said you were 20. 20. Dang, you 26. Well, I was about to say you were 26. I'm thinking that you're 28 like me. Excuse me. Sorry. Bro, it's been five years. That's crazy. Yeah. Maybe I was 22. 22. Yeah, so that's probably been four. So looking at Akile from 22 to now, spiritually, how do you think you've changed? Honestly, I feel like you guys wouldn't have liked me. <laughs> None. I'm not even. <laughs> Be honest, though. Like, like, honestly, you guys would not have liked me when I was 22. Wow. Like, not even a little bit. Like, no no finesse. And I think about myself when I was 22, and I was just so angry. Mm. Like, I was so angry and unforgiving and scornful. Mm. Like, I look at, I don't even know who she is. And I think that, I think the part that um made me, or like that I love most about God is that I know that I'm never alone. Yes. And that's the part that like I just cleave onto the most. It's just because like how you have childhood trauma, I have childhood trauma. Mm-hmm. And I'm still like unpacking it and dealing with it head on, like this is an issue. But because I don't have a close relationship to like my natural family, mm-hmm. it feels really lonely sometimes. I definitely feel you. You know how people can just like pick up the phone and call their mom or, or pick up the or you know any, or anybody. I, I, I don't. You. I don't have that thing. And like and luckily like I have great friends, but it's still it hits different. So yeah. it feels lonely. So um, from there to now, like I know that I'm not alone. Even I though sometimes that. I still feel lonely. Of you know, I'm a human. I know that like God loves me. 
and he's never going to leave me, never going to forsake me. And there's just been too many situations, like my marriage and my divorce, and the way that, like, I was completely covered, and I came out of that, like, so strong and just so just resilient. And, like, Mm. this person that, like, God has given me this platform, it's like, I wasn't ready for it then. Can you imagine having her light at 20... Five. I would have fumbled the bag. <laughs> like, <laughs> what? I can't because her light literally would have been a lighter with me smoking my blunt. Like, <laughs> that's her light. Think, like, to think about it, I was not ready. And yeah. God really knows when to drop seeds in us. Yes. Because this is why you cannot rush anything. You cannot mm-hmm. rush your process mm-hmm. because it's never on our timing. If we look at it, mm-hmm. being a kingdom kid, I know that now. Yeah. It's on his timing. So, no matter how many dreams I have, no matter how many visions, I can have the vision that I'm going to be this millionaire. Until you say it's time, it's not going to be time. Mm-hmm. And I have to be okay with that. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad and I'm grateful that we have a father that knows not to give us um, certain things until we're ready for it. Mm-hmm. Because if not, we won't appreciate it. Mm-hmm. And then we'll fumble the bag. Like, 100%. Like, so can many... you imagine a moment with A? No. Without God? No. Like... <laughs> literally. Like, I... <laughs> it would have been a disaster. Yeah. Because I know what it's like to do things without God mm-hmm. and how hard it is. And just like the mistakes that you make, the unnecessary pain that we put ourselves through. And it's like, had you just listened or mm-hmm. had you just waited or had you just trusted me, daughter, you wouldn't even have to experience that. Yep. So. That's a gem right there. I girl. <laughs> <laughs> It's wild in these streets. I'll be like, yo. So I know now it's kind of, I'm a lot more self-aware. I love that. And I love that for me and I love that for everyone else. So I'm very intentional about the words that I speak to Mm. other people and the tone that I use and just making sure that like I'm communicating. Like one thing my friends know is that they're loved. And that's probably one thing that like I always try to tell anyone that comes in contact with me. Like you are so loved and you have a purpose because we're all called and yeah, that is just, so beautiful. This is why I just love you. Like, your spirit, like, your energy oh, is just uh, like, oh. I love you. Yes. This is just great. <laughs> thank you, God. Thank you. Yes, thank you so much. Because he's so particular. And, like, the, the people that he put in your life to do certain things, thank it's like you don't even know that you need them until they're here. And it's just like, how did I wow, not Wow, how did know I you? not know you? That's yes. seriously. And it's just like, that's why I feel like Instagram, I said this earlier instagram is an amazing tool when used correctly yeah i forgot how we started following each other Me but too. it was way back with jazzy talks mm-hmm. and it was just like whoa wait and we weren't even close close Mm-mm. like we were talking via instagram but i see now our relationship is building because i'm yeah. ready for that yeah back then i would have was the bag with you too yeah been like girl you're from florida i'm from baltimore what we have in common what yeah you we're not. never gonna see each other that's what i'm saying like but now it's just like okay See what you did there, God. I see, God. <laughs> I see. All right. Okay. I'm and it makes it so much better. And it mm-hmm. makes you appreciate it a lot more. A lot more. Shout out to God. Yes. Good looking out. Gang, gang. <laughs> <laughs> so um, to kind of make a little transition, mm-hmm. can you tell us about some of the past struggles that you've had that has allowed you to be who you are now? Oh, I have a list. But I'm, okay. I'm going to do maybe top two or top three. Um, being in foster care, mm-hmm. that's definitely one of the top struggles. Um, I can remember times where I was young, I want to say like early teens, 13, 14, wondering why my mother didn't love me, why I wasn't with my real mother. And she was living. It's not like, you know, she was deceased or I was taken away from her. She willfully gave me away. And that's something I sat with. And I'm still unpacking to this day um, because that's one of the people who constantly hurts me. And that's definitely a struggle um, that has shaped me into who I am today because it's like I know what it feels like not to have a mother. I know what it feels like not to be loved by the one person you crave love from the most. Mm-hmm. And what, I'm not about to cry. Hold on. Get your voice together. With that, it's like I feel like that has shaped me to want to be this light for other women who may be lacking that love, who may be lacking that like, you know, someone to affirm them who may be lacking whatever they would, like, want from their mother because I know it was so much that I wanted from my mother and for her not to be there, it fucked me up, like, honestly. Like, mentally, physically, like, emotionally, to this day. It's still things that 
I can't believe myself or I can't trust that I can do because I've never had her affirm to me that I could. Mm -hmm. And that's why God, he's so beautiful because he'll fill voids without you even realizing he's filling those voids. Mm -hmm. So definitely being in foster care and not having my mother. And another struggle, I want to say just, I wouldn't say I was in poverty. I wouldn't say, because growing up, it wasn't like our foster home wasn't, we lived in a very nice foster home. It was an eight-bedroom house, nice house, right? But my foster mother made it as if we did not have. So with us feeling like we did not have, I literally felt like I did not have. Like, I, it's no way I can have money and be out here buying luxurious, like, luxury stuff. It's yeah. no way I could travel. It's no way I can have that lifestyle. I've never had it as a child. So now having that freedom and having a career in IT, it's just like, God, like, this is, like, for me, like, I have this life, like, what? So I feel, I feel like with her living in that house, it shapes me to see that this is temporary. This isn't your life. Like, God called you to more. Like, there's more out here for you. Mm-hmm. So I feel like being in that household and seeing, like, the other side of not having and now God allowing me to have, I feel like that has shaped me too because in more of a mental frame, it has shaped me to see that God is capable of all things. Mm-hmm. So I feel like those two kind of shapes me into who I am today. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also being in, like, toxic relationships, those top three Preach. struggles. Because I've been in abusive relationships, um, physically, domestic violence relationships, uh, verbally, emotionally. It's been crazy. Like, my relationship before I'm before Michael, the guy that I'm with now, my boyfriend that I'm with now, I was with this guy for five years straight out of high school, um, 12th grade, actually. And I was with him, and this man really, like, tore me apart. Mm. I opened up to him, and I shared with him with all my trauma, everything, and it's like to have someone, like you trust someone, Mm -hmm. and then they just use everything against Mm -hmm. you, Mm -hmm. that hurts. Mm -hmm. And it makes you feel, like, way less than what you felt when you got into the relationship. Yeah. And that right there, it broke me down, but God built me up. So yeah. I feel like that struggle within itself, it showed me how resilient I am. And it also showed me that not to trust people. Like, it, not not to tr- not trust yourself to, let me not say not to trust people, because I definitely trust people. But it showed me to trust myself. So when I feel anxiety or when I feel like something weird about someone, trust that feeling. Mm-hmm. So basically learn to trust myself. And I feel like that has, that relationship shapes me to be a better um What's, what am I looking Why do I always get flabbergasted? It shapes me to be a good judgment of character. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I, I may not know you, but I can sit in the room and if I feel your aura and I'm like a little off, it's like, yeah, no, I don't know what it you is. Can't it, put my finger on it, but mm-hmm. it ain't you. Mm-hmm. So I think that relationship also helps shape me with my character judgment because it's like, if you don't sit right with my spirit, you can't sit right at, with me. You mm-hmm. can't sit at the table. So yeah, those are the top three struggles in my life. How about you? Look at you now. I know it's just like, but to see who I was and to now to see me, it's just like, who are you? It's crazy. Like what? And yeah. I, it, the crazy thing is, I look at older pictures. This is something I always do. Mm-hmm. I, I'm a picture hoarder. I love looking at older pictures because it's like a timeline, but it's also just like, wow, look at me now. And it was a time in my life where I smoked weed, and I'm going to keep touching on that because I need people to know that I really used to smoke weed, and I was running from all of my trauma, yeah. hitting blunts to erase what was really going on in my life. I was smoking blunts to get away from the stuff I did not want to deal with, like the pain from my mom. My mother pissed me off, and I would go smoke a blunt. It was like, I'm good now, girl, whatever. But then when reality hit, it's like, dang, like she really hurt me. Mm-hmm. Like I want to cry. I want to be helped like a little girl. Like I want to. I need somebody to talk to. And, like, that's when God had came in and filled the void. But looking at pictures, it was pictures I had seen. I was high as a kite. I said kite, Lord. I was high as a kite in these pictures. And I really used to post these pictures on Instagram. Like, girl, you look good. Like, whoa. To see how I wasn't even in tune with myself Mm -hmm. back then. To now see me. And it's like I'm very intentional on what I post now. Mm -hmm. Very intentional. Back then, it was like I used to crave for attention. So the pictures I used to post, and it's like now you would be good if you see a little arm or something on my page. It's just like I'm very intentional with what I post now because it's like I value myself mm-hmm. and I see myself the way God sees me in a sense. I'm still like he's still growing me there. But, yeah, to, to see me now versus back then. Two completely different people. Different people. 
if you knew that Jasmine, you don't know this Jasmine. And it's mm-hmm. the reason why you don't know her. Because you weren't meant to be, like, to know her. Yeah. You don't get the pleasure of being in her company. I love that for y'all. So. So for you. I'm just gracefully broken. <laughs> <laughs> I love that, though. But, um, God. So I think if I would have to pick the top three things that, like, has really fucked me up the most. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what we're really talking about. Like, really, let's go. Come on. <laughs> um, I would say there's still so many things that I'm like trying to dissect, which is my parents, mm-hmm. both of them. Mm-hmm. And I feel like a lot of the time, this is going to be a really open podcast episode, but I feel like a I'm lot of the time, I t- you know, always, that's why Mama with Day is a Mama with Day. I talk about like the different, struggles that I have with my dad with him not being there because he wasn't there like bro you weren't there <laughs> and but he's recently have been making like a lot of effort to be more consistent in my life and things like that but I've talked a lot about like my daddy issues and how that really ultimately fucked me up I feel like that is probably the worst thing it's like for a daughter to grow up with like not having a father and it's not because he's not there like mm-hmm. on this earth it's just because you're just not there mm-hmm. like it fucks with you with your Mm self-worth about like how to like your body and what it means to like and the type of guys that you go after and that you look for it's like bro you just failed Mm -hmm. like ultimately yeah so it took that's a lot of where like my scornfulness came from just like I'm just angry I'm Mm -hmm. so angry because like no child deserves that nigga I didn't ask to be here the fuck like do they ever uh, into consideration like we didn't ask to be here. At all. Like, I did not ask to be a part of this world. Like, you made the decision to bring me here. And then the fact that I have two younger sisters and he's their dad. But he's not my dad. Like, wow. yeah, like, it's that like really fucks with the person. And then even, like, now in present day, he expects me to have, like, this relationship with them. And it's not that I don't because I love my sisters. Like, they're children. They didn't ask for anything. Just, like, I didn't ask for anything. But, like... No one made it a priority for us to have a relationship. So it's not on me now to, like, try to work that out. Like, yeah. I can't carry that. Like, that's not mine to carry, bro. That's your demon. <laughs> that is on you. I love your awareness of that. Most people feel like yeah. it's theirs to carry. I love that. Nah, bro, I got my own stuff to carry. So I'm going to give yours back to you. <laughs> I got and, my bag. Yeah, you know, and I'm learning how to carry mine all type of ways. So, you know. You carry yours, all right? <laughs> But that's my dad. But I've recently, and I feel like sometimes um, I feel like I shouldn't have issues with my mom because she's the one that stayed. She's the one that took care of us. She did the best that she could. And I'll always give that to her because she did do the best that she could. Mm -hmm. But I think, like, parents have to realize that, like, even though you did your best, it wasn't enough. Like, I still have trauma. Like, Mm -hmm. I still have so many things that I'm carrying that I should have never been carrying because of of the decisions that you made. Mm -hmm. Like, you have to own up to that. Just Mm -hmm. like how I have to own up to the stuff that I do as an adult, you got to own up to the stuff that I have to go through as a kid. Mm -hmm. Like, bro, that's your stuff. That's not mine. And um, so recently, like, my mom stopped talking to me because of a podcast episode that I did that she didn't like. And it has really been fucking with me. Kind of going back to the, like, I feel lonely. I feel alone. Like, I don't have anyone. anyone and yeah. it's just a really, like, shitty feeling. But um, I say all this to say. <laughs> it's the, I don't know why I'm like this. It's but I say this all to say that, like, I still kind of feel like um, I'm not completely healed mm-hmm. from things that I thought that I, that I was done with. Like, I thought I was done with, like, going through stuff with my parents. But I'm not. Mm-hmm. And it just sucks because the way that we grew up, just, like, coming from a really unstable environment, it makes me question everything now. Wow. So it's like, am I making the best decisions for my life? Like, am I doing what I should be doing? Like, I question everything because I never want to be in a situation where I feel like I don't have anything. Because I know what it's like to not have anything. So now I rely on my safety. I rely on, like, and that's why it's hard for me to take risk because I don't want to. (laughs) It's like, it's trying to, like, my life coach had brought it to my attention. 
But it sounds like you have PTSD in the area of Definitely. like always being on alert. Like you feel like you yeah. can't just be out here making risk and you feel like no because I, I i didn't have that when i was younger so mm-hmm. it's like now i have to make sure everything is square like i can't yeah. just be out here jumping on leaps of faith no i i definitely feel that so like one of my best feelings in my life is paying my bills that <laughs> like that brings me the most security and the most like the best feeling like okay Akila, like you're good you like you, your rent is good your car note is good like everything that you need to survive is good but I feel like I'm always surviving, but I'm never really living. Living. I'm never really, like, setting, doing the things that I genuinely want to do because I don't want to be without. Mm. And it's just a really shitty feeling because it's like, bro, you wouldn't even be, like, experiencing these things had you not going through the stuff that you should have never had to go through. Mm -hmm. So I'm trying to get myself in a habit of realizing, like, you make great decisions for your life. Like, you make good decisions. Like, look how far that you've and come. you're only 26. Like, I know. And all of this was established before the age of 26. Yeah. So just look at you, like. I know. Apartment? Car? Yeah. yeah. Do you know how old I was when I got my first car? No. I got my first car when I was 26. Wow. 26. Mm-hmm. Come on now. Like. <laughs> You had a head start. Like, not saying yeah. that, that this is not to, like, diminish your trauma and diminish the things mm-hmm. that you've gone through, but to also allow you to see it from the other side. Like, look at Akila. I know. And it's like, I get that. Like, I, like, I know, mm-hmm. you know. And you know how it is when, like, people will tell you all these things, but it's like, in my head. This is how I operate. Yeah, it's not connecting, yeah. bro. I still feel like <sighs> you got to have it all together, especially since, like, I don't have – a backup like yeah. I don't have parents like if something goes wrong or if I make a really bad financial decision I don't have someone to cover me to help me it's just me like it's just a key lay. so that's heavy I know and it sucks like it really sucks and it's so weird because I feel like on the outside and it's always been like that like people see me mm-hmm. and they think that I have it all together I hate that. like I know everything and I oh Keila like you have such a plan for your life and you have all of this and it's just like I do but like you guys don't really know what it took to get here what it's taking yeah. to get here and don't even get me started on my marriage like how you were talking about with your um relationship before Michael and how you opened up to him and told him everything and he threw that stuff back at you oh that mm-hmm. was me like, and it's so hard when, like, you're in a relationship. Like, I was married. So you're in the marriage. You're in a covenant with someone who's, like, supposed to be your protector. Mm-hmm. Like, you are, your job is literally to protect me. And it's, like, you're using stuff from, like, my childhood or stuff that I told you about my dad. And, like, you're throwing that stuff back at me in an argument. Like, that is, like, insane shit to me. Mm-hmm. So now, take that. So now I'm president in and it's so hard for me to, like, genuinely open up to people and trust and then it's unfair to them Mm -hmm. because it's not their fault that like this situation happened to me but it just takes me a little bit longer to trust people and that's okay you know god is going to heal you therapy that's why you know you're in therapy therapy's lit so i feel like i just pray that god is able to provide you with that clarity and that peace when it comes to trusting people first and foremost and then just healing like Mm -hmm. healing from all of that unhealed trauma because I feel like that will allow you to operate in your most authentic self. Definitely. And it will allow you to let people in and start utilizing them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, listen, like, I know you want what's best for me, but, like, I don't know you like that. Yeah. I know you know me for four years, but, like, like, like I don't know you like that. Can I come to you? Not really. Can you back up? Yeah. like All of in my business. I definitely feel you. <laughs> I definitely feel you. But... At the end of the day, I still feel like I'm grateful. Like, I'm happy to be here. I'm happy to be Akile. And I'll be looking back at some of the stuff that I've been through, mm-hmm. and I'll be like, yo, God, you've literally never, like, taken your hands off me. Seriously. It's insane. Like, I think about, like, certain issues with my ex-husband, and I was just as terrible as he was. Like, I'm never going to ever be that person be like, oh, it was all him. Yeah. No, I was I'm nutty. Ownership. Yeah. I was nutty. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was nutty. <laughs> if you listen to my podcast, like my marriage series, you know that like we were f- both physically abusive to each other, verbally abusive. Like we were both just, and we never should have been together. Mm-hmm. But I think about like certain situations that we have, like we've been there. The fact that like the cops were never called, like the fact that like we both got out of these situations, like with, 
bones intact and just like 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 yo because like the story not is that yeah like you can't tell me that even though god probably did not want me in that situation he still covered me yeah and so yeah shout out to god yes he gang, covers gang. us even when we really don't realize does. it yeah even when we don't deserve it Ooh. even when he tells us don't go left and we'd be like i'm gonna go left like, he still walks alongside of us. He does. And it's like, that's the beauty in it because he gives us free will. And it's like, I'm going to catch you when you fall, but I'm going to let you fall. Yeah, because I told you, you don't yeah. do this. Because there was multiple times in that marriage, even before, that I knew God did not want me there. I was still just, like, so hesitant and, like, mm-hmm. anxiety written. Like, is this where I'm supposed to be? Am I supposed to be doing this? And God was like, no. And I was like, I didn't hear you clearly. Like, <laughs> Can you say it in another language? <laughs> but um, what do you think you're most proud of in your journey so far? I feel like I'm most proud of owning my shit. Yeah. Because I live in a family of women, both my foster care family and both well, my foster family and my real family. A lot of these women are unhealed, and they don't know how to own up when they're wrong and mm-hmm. fault. They don't know how to own their shit. And I love that I'm able to just be like, I messed up in that situation. Mm-hmm. I made the wrong decision. I shouldn't have did that move. Mm-hmm. I'm most proud of just being able to, I'm aware. Like, yeah. I know when I cause harm to others. Yeah. I know when I do something that I should not have done. Yeah. And I'm okay with owning up to it. Mm-hmm. I can carry that. Like, if I've done something to you and you tell me, it's like, dang, I've done that versus trying to manipulate you and yep. make it seem like you were the issue. Mm-hmm. I love that I'm able to own my shit, so I'm most proud of that. And also, being the first in my family to go to college and I'm about to graduate. Mm-hmm. That's heavy for Congratulations. me. Congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> but, no, that's so heavy for me because for the longest, I'm about to turn 28. Mm-hmm. Even though some people in their late 30s, early 40s might look at me and be like, girl, you got your life ahead of you. Like, you're still so young. I feel like I'm so old. Mm -hmm. I feel like, damn, I'm 30. Here I go. Like, Mm -hmm. what's up? Like, I feel like I don't have enough time. And for the longest, I looked at myself and I compared myself to others. Like, wow, they're in this career. They have the degrees and they have the accolades. And what do I have for myself? And it's like, now that I'm about to graduate, I did it. Like, you, you really went to college. Without the help of your foster mother, without mm-hmm. the help of your real mother, without, you know, the support from your family that you wanted, you did it. And it's like, I'm proud of that. Like, to be able to own my shit and then to be able to break this generational curse of not having an actual career. Mm-hmm. Because in my family, it's like a lot of people work jobs, but no one has a career. Yeah. So to have a career, baby, I'm your IT girl. What's up? Period. Like, that's, that's just that on that. So I love that. I love that for you. Thank you. It's giving. You know, what is it giving? It's giving excellence. Mm. It's giving powerful. (laughs) It's giving trailblazer. I love the trailblazer. Yeah. Let's blaze this trail, all right? Period. (laughs) Capital P. (laughs) (laughs) So what are you most proud of? I am honestly most proud of how in touch I am with my emotions. Mm. Because, you know, you guys know being a black woman already – we're not really allowed to be vulnerable mm-hmm. and to be emotional. We're taught to be strong and you got to take care of everyone and you got to be this powerhouse. And then um, growing up, we never really talked about emotions mm-hmm. and mental health. And like, I don't really remember it ever being made safe for me to cry. Wow. So now that um, I'm an adult and I've done a lot of my healing and stuff like that, I'm just really in touch with my emotions, and I'm okay with the fact that I'm emotional. Like, if I want to cry about something, I'm going to cry. Like, if something hurt my feelings, I'm going to tell you that it hurt my feelings. And it doesn't matter if you think it's not important. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, if it's important to me, it's important. And that just is what it is. But me being so in touch with my emotions allows me to be more empathetic to other people and their emotions and just always bringing a different perspective to, like, yeah, this happened, but they're probably feeling this way or, like, maybe I should consider this. Like, there's other things happening that we don't always see firsthand. Mm-hmm. So I'm just really grateful for that. I think I it makes that. me a better leader. It makes me more self-aware about how, like, you come across to people. And I think my job helps me realize that, too, because I work at a high school. Mm-hmm. And high school students, they go through a lot, especially in um, urban areas. So just... Mm-hmm. 
being able to advocate for them and letting people like other and it's just really scary how other adults don't realize the emotional capacity that like children have and the stuff that they go through so it's like yeah they're being disruptive but did you consider this this and that like do you have you considered what their home life is like so it's just being able to bring that different perspective because i've been there and then i just know that like bro chill i love that (laughs) and i feel like god placed you there for a reason yeah i feel like definitely because you are able to empathize with them i love that like just listening to you it's like i feel like he placed you there for a reason and i feel like it's going to be revealed as you continue on Mm -hmm. in that job but I love that you're able to empathize with them, whereas other adults in the field might be like, well, they just disruptive. Let me put, get out of my class. Like, just suspend no. them. Yeah, like, what? Do you know what's going on at home? Yeah. Like, maybe this is the only time they can really be their self. Like, I don't know what they're going through. But the fact that you even consider all of that, whereas others, they're just like, yeah, just get them out of here. I love that. It's God scary. placed you there for a reason. Yeah. I, I know. That. Thank you, God. Gang, gang. Yes. Yeah, it is so beautiful. <laughs> Cause just think about what if I had um a A in my school when I was in high school. Oh my gosh! What if I had a Jasmine? Like, can you just imagine? Yeah, kids need, and those are the like the like years that shape us really mm-hmm. before we really hit the world. Those are the years. If you honestly and truly, I feel like if you don't leave high school confident, those early twenties about missed. to be a little hard. Yeah. <laughs> And I have a mentee. Um, we got like that's my daughter. Oh, <laughs> we all, my daughter. <laughs> we always joke around, but like that's my jet. And um, I always tell her that like one thing that I want you to leave. She's a senior. Like I want you to know that you're loved and that you have a purpose. Like you matter, and you're so beautiful. You better affirm her. Yes, I love this. And I'm trying to get her in the habit of doing it herself, but we're working on it. It's gonna happen. Yeah, because like that's my little jet. Like, bro, like I got you. That's my little jet. Is that a a Lando um, Florida type thing? Yes, it is. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Like how y'all say? I think y'all say John's. Yeah. No, no, I don't say John. Hold on. Who says John? Isn't that a Baltimore thing? Are you sure? It might be a Philly thing. Okay, it's a Philly thing. John. All right. But isn't Baltimore in like? That's my little John. They're like cousins. No, definitely not. No. Okay, well, yeah, Jet is, that's sort of, that's sort of slang. But even, like, I have another student, and it's just scary. Like, it's scary. Because, <laughs> like, I remember me in high school, and, like, Generation Z, they're mm-hmm. so focused. Mm-hmm. Like, and they're so strong in the way that they go about the things that they want to do in their life. And it's like, yo, like, y'all are so much further mm-hmm. than we were mm-hmm. when we were y'all age. And it's kind of scary. Yeah. But it's still, like, the amount of pressure that they put on themselves to be great. Be great. And it's like, I always have to tell them, like, y'all, it's okay. Like, it's fine. But I guess they haven't, they just, I don't know, they have more pressure than we had. But it's it's different. It's it's a whole thing in itself, but yeah. got to think about it. Like, they don't have... I don't know. I, th- I think with each generation, I feel like it's like we all have our own pressures. Mm-hmm. Like for us, we had the pressure of holding trauma and things that wasn't meant for us to carry. Mm-hmm. For them, I feel like they have the pressure to just be great because it's like yeah. they're literally paving the way. Yeah. If you think about it, because generation like our generation, we're about to like really be. We get old. Yeah, we're, we're not going to be millennials yeah. too much longer. So I feel like for them, it's like. I have to be great because the generation before me, they had all of this trauma and now they're unhealing and they're hitting towards their thirties. Mm-hmm. And for us, we're about to be the new 20. So mm-hmm. it's like, we have to be great, mm-hmm. but it's like, no, just it. Don't put that pressure onto yourself. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like each generation has their own shit with them. It's, it's heavy. It's a lot. It is. So kind of looking into the future, mm-hmm. Jasmine as a mom. Wow. Right. What is the vision that you have for, like, your family and your children? Like, how do you want to shape that to be different than what you had? First and foremost, that just made my heart light up because <laughs> for the longest, I was afraid to look at me as a mother because I never had a mother. So it was like, I can't possibly, like, I don't even know what a mother looks like. What does mm. a mother do? Like, but I feel like God has provided me with the tools I needed to be an amazing mother. Yeah. I feel like for me, the picture of me being a mother I'm definitely going to affirm my kids. Mm -hmm. I'm going to allow them to know that 
they are great. Mm-hmm. Like they are who God called them to be. They're definitely going to be Christians. I'm that. Hey, they don't have the option. Um, <laughs> once they live, like remove themselves from under my roof. Cause I'm not going to kick my kids out. That's definitely one thing I'm also not going to do. Weirdo shit. I'm heavy on building generational wealth. Mm-hmm. So if my child needs to live with me, especially if I have the means to take care of my child, why would I allow my child to just go ahead out in the world and figure things out, yeah. create debt and all yeah. this? Like, Weirdo. stack your bread, yeah. okay? So that by the time you leave here, you can buy a house or mm-hmm. move or do whatever you mm-hmm. want to do. That's just what I like. The vision I had for myself. Um, in my family, and I feel like I want my children to be in a household where they see their mother and father loving each other, that are whole, mm-hmm. that are able to communicate with each other, and also provide them with the best advice, not no like no advice that's biased. Because sometimes you'll see two parent homes, but you'll see like the mother is broken or the father is broken. Yeah. So the advice that you get isn't really wholesome, or mm-hmm. is it, it isn't really godly advice. So I want like the vision that I have for me as a mother, me as a wife, me like having my family. I just see it being, like, God all the way in it. Mm-hmm. Like, I see, like, me being cold to the point where I'm able to pour into my family. My husband's able to pour into our family. So, yeah. Just all around, like. That's going to be so lit. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I can't wait to invite you to the wedding. What? I know. I'm going to be telling them so much stuff. They're going to be in my <laughs> podcast. Like, I just love people's kids that aren't mine. Oh, like, Let me stop. No, it's definitely a lovely feeling. Like, yeah. you're not mine. I can always give you back. But you know, I love you for the time that you're with yes. me. <laughs> like, what you want to know about, I'll tell you anything. <laughs> That's me. I'll tell you anything. I'll tell you anything. Let me know. Come on. Ask me. <laughs> you don't have no questions? Well, I'm going to give you a question. You ask it for me, okay? <laughs> but for you, I know that you're 26. So oh kids may be further down the line yes. if that's something that you want. What do what do you like? How do you envision Akila as a mom? And also, I wanted to ask you. I know that you were in a failed marriage. Mm-hmm. Do you ever see yourself getting married again? And if you do, what does that Akila as a wife look like now compared to what she looked like then? Yeah, let me tell y'all. <laughs> <laughs> so Akila as a wife, starting yes, I do want to get married again. I accept that even going out of that situation, that like I still want to get married again. Like I still believe that marriage is one of the greatest ways to show God's like represent representation of his love mm-hmm. is to marry people. Cause it's a covenant and it's like, bro, like this is lit. But Akila as a wife, I'm really big on being purpose mates. Now we talk about soulmates, but I believe in purpose mates because we both have a purpose. Mm-hmm. And at, at the end of the day, our marriage is God's mm-hmm. like, it's for us to glorify him through. So always making sure that God is in the middle of it. I see myself being a wife that is more, and I know we're really weird about the word um, submission, Mm. but I believe in doing things accordingly to the will of God in the way that he has it planned out for us. So being more comfortable with playing my role, because in my past marriage, it wasn't something that I was comfortable doing because I didn't trust his vision Mm. because it wasn't God. Like, I never should have been there. Mm -hmm. So I know in the future I won't have to worry about that because I'm going to trust my husband and I'm going to trust his vision. So I'm not going to have any problem with, like, bro, if you think that's what's best for us, cool. (laughs) I trust you. You lead, I follow. I love it. Like, I trust you and I love you and it's my job to cover you. So that's Akila as a wife. Come on, wife. Yeah. Akila as a mom, bro, she's going to be lit. I'm going to be a part of every PTSA meeting. I'm going to every game. Like, my kids are going to know that they are so loved. They're going to know love like it's their name. Yes. Like, that's something that I'm really big on. Like, I want to be so involved, and I want you to always know that you can come talk to me about anything. Like, I just hate the way that, like, we grew up not feeling like we could talk to anyone. You know, like, if I have questions, like, there's just so many missed opportunities, and Mm -hmm. I just never want to miss an opportunity with my child for them to talk to me. So definitely that, and just, like, being lit, bro. We're going to be serving God together, like, the whole family. Yeah. So <laughs> Let's go. I'm excited for that. Like, I always joke and say, like, I would be really content if I never had children, which I would be, but I do see me having a child or maybe two in the future. That's going to be beautiful. I, I can't know. wait to see it. Can like, you, like, our families together, that's going to be so lit. 
and be like, yeah, Akili, I think she was meant to be your child. <laughs> she is definitely. <laughs> you want to like, go ahead to Auntie Akile? Yes. Um, <laughs> you giving me too much. You're giving Akile right now, all right? <laughs> Walking around, I'm famous. Yes, you, yes, are. you are. Yes, you are. You want to put that in your mind? Yes. Uh-uh, not okay. <laughs> yes. Like, I'm just so excited for that. And I love yes. millennials as parents because we're so big on affirmations about pouring into our child, making sure that they know that you are great. Mm-hmm. You are are great everything that you have everything that you need it's already in you like yes. i just and i know it's gonna happen because children are children and we can teach them all that we want but they're gonna end up doing their own thing yeah but i just pray that like they know that they're loved and they know that like they can have a home i'm not gonna i feel like it's so weird i'm not gonna kick my kid out of their own house like bro you live here <laughs> like why am i gonna kick you out at an wordle energy but we're not gonna do that so it doesn't even matter unpack that yeah like but, but yeah, I definitely feel you on that. But it, yes, this has been a great episode. Yes. Thank you so for much for being me. here. I mean, I just gotta check your calendar. <laughs> um, I know I said I'm not asking yeah. your assistant. Period. She's you an don't asshole. need to. I'm I know. Not we're working on her attitude because she definitely told me you were booked and busy. <laughs> and I looked at your calendar and I said, oh, "Wow, she has all of these days for me." Yeah, mm. I'm never too booked and busy for you, Jazz. You know what? So I definitely think maybe. Find yeah, I need a new like, assistant. Yeah. Okay, we'll talk about it off We'll air. post it on LinkedIn. <laughs> <laughs> but please tell my A-Squad where they can follow you up. You guys can follow me on Instagram at Her Light Podcast. Um, I don't know when Akile is going to drop this, but you guys can also follow me um, on my website, www.herlightshines.com. Period. And, yeah. Awesome. Um, well, this is my season finale. Oh. I know. And guys, no cap. I feel like that needed like a dun dun dun. <laughs> Bro, I don't know why she's like this. <laughs> but um, this has been a really interesting season. Like, yeah, let's just leave it at that. It's been a really interesting, interesting. season. And I'm excited to be wrapping it up because I'm excited to get back to the drawing board and start taking more risk. Yes. So that when I come back for season four, guys, it's going to be amazing. So, as always, thank you guys so much for listening and being here and, like, caring. That's lit. That's dope. <laughs> yeah, so you can follow me on Instagram, at a with they. So, um, keep God first and go be great. Bye.